Quarantine, don't drag me down. Top down, cruise around. Jimmy Coco made me brown. Drove up town, downtown. I think I found my playground from Jell Shots. Is that the same mix? <laughs> that's the same mix. Yeah, that's Ted Rocker. Oh, yeah. You know, that one sounds so, like, uh, mainstream to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. New disco, you know, just trying to bring it, like, seriously straight to the dance floor for sure. Yes, you guys, and you did. Okay, let's see now. We have one more coming up here. Mark Hayden. Hagen. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's been out. You know, he hasn't really been doing a whole lot lately, and so I, I – I said, listen, let's do this. Let's do something. You know, he hasn't really been doing a whole lot of work. And I said, I really want you to like bring it on this, on this mix. Like, let's let's do something seriously. And he delivered. He did. He did such a great job. I mean, the entire EP, Twinka, is like literally, it's phenomenal. Like, I can listen to the whole thing from the beginning to the end. It, it honestly, it's just so great. Every single mix is so great. Um, the, it's just, it's so good. I mean, with thanks to you know Matt Consola because. You know, he brought some of the guys on and was, you know, sort of in control of the mix and, you know, what what we were doing. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it just turned out so great. Awesome. Let's check out Mark's. Here we go. That's so good. Hey, that one's sexy. I like it. So great, right? So I've seen you um, now. You're on the charts too. That th I think I've seen Marks on the chart as well. Uh, oh, good, good, good. That's great to know. Yeah. Well, you've been getting uh, some feedback from it from people. Positive feedback, yeah. Po yeah, positive feedback. So Ooh. much, yeah. On Kings of Spins, you know, you get all those emails of all the positive feedback, and then of course Matt Consola. You know, he's just a beast at, at promo, and he does the in-flight. Um, promos and you know a lot of the DJs give really great feedback and you know I really enjoy um, seeing what that feedback is um, good bad or indifferent because um, I I love to listen to all of the critiques so that I can try to understand where people are coming from and see how I can make that better in the next record awesome uh, and then do you have stuff in the works as a follow-up to this hit I do awesome yeah I have three songs right now that I'm working on Oh, right. Yeah, there's one one positive, uh, <laughs> you know, um, one one positive uh, thing that can come out of this pandemic is that folks have more time to make art. So tons of music is coming out, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah. so many people are doing. It's amazing. It's so great to hear. You know, it's funny because um, Dan Matthews, you know, a lot of times I'm thinking, you know, I, I have a hook. I, I, I write hooks. And so I'll go to Dan and be like, hey, is this cheesy? Because if I think of it, sometimes I think maybe it's just cheesier or whatever. And he's like, no, oh, my God, no, that's great. That's great. I said, shut up. Shut up. No, it isn't. He's like, no, 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 it's great. Yeah, you, you have to do that. And so he's been really helpful in, in terms of um, 
just making me um, have more confidence in myself. You know, he's been doing this for so long, and he knows what a good hook should sound like, and he knows what a good record should sound like, and what a melody is, and what chord changes are. And and so for me, it's like if I can, you know, bounce ideas off of him, I mean, that's like who gets that opportunity, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, somebody like Dan who is um, entrenched in top 40 uh, genre and sounds, that's a great place to to bounce it off, you know, because the structure of top 40 is dance music just with not extended and and broken down, you know, reconstructed. So, yeah, you've got a you've got a good team and a good product. I, I do, I do, and it's so great, you know, to go to people, and, you know, some people say no, you know, on this project, I had two people who turned the project down, I won't mention their names, but, um, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not for everybody, right? I mean, it's always going to be that way, how can you please every single ear in the world? But, what it, <laughs> but what's great about that is people aren't just doing it for the money, you know, or are or, or doing it just to get on the EP. They People are, you know, if they are feeling it and they're vibing it, then they're going to they're going to jump on. I mean, I think that's a testament to, you know, them being really great producers. And if they're not feeling it, they, maybe they know that they're not going to be able to do a great job on it or whatever. So they just pass, which is fine because it just leads you to another door. I mean, this EP turned out so great. It's like, I couldn't have asked for a better collection of remixes. Yeah. It's and it's coming on the heels of a, a really good song. Ain't got time for that. Which <laughs> <laughs> You know, you just express. You're like Dolly Parton. Your your music is like autobiographic. Uh, what's the word? Autobiographic. Yes. Yeah. Auto pornographic. <laughs> but uh, you know, awesome. You go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> so we're gonna go out with uh, Rob Moore's mix. Rob Moore, our buddy. Oh my gosh, he <laughs> killed it. Oh my gosh, I love it. The beginning of the song is so crazy good, and then um. He took like the first part of the verse and he played it twice. But what he did is so cool. I, I honestly, Tweeka, it's like I'm so excited over every mix. It's crazy. Yeah, shout out to your remix team to Swishcraft label over in Portland, Matt Consola, and everyone else involved. This is the Rob Moore remix. Uh, uh, Trey, I want to thank you for joining us and try to listen in. We've got a Two tracks in the top ten. Will it be number one? You've got to wait and see. Uh, uh, Sean Perry, DJ Sean Perry, will be joining me right after this to start the countdown. Thanks, honey. I'm tuning in right now. <laughs> Fabulous. All right. Okay. Take, take care, Love honey. You. Thank you. All
All right, yeah, a little highlight on Triggs. Get me to the disco. I'm in quarantine because he's doing so well on our charts. Now let's bring DJ Sean Perry on board so we can start this damn countdown. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Tweaker Turner? Uh, it's going pretty good. How are you? Awesome. I'm good. Yeah. I'm on my second Corona, so I am on my way. You're ready to ready to go for it. Yeah. So wait, whose remix was that? So that, one? so we, yeah, that one was Rob Moore's, but we've also highlighted a couple of other ones. And then this nice. week, now, as you know, last week we had Neil Frappier get me to the disco. I'm in quarantine as the number one song. Will it remain number one? Will there be a new number one? Ladies and gentlemen, the countdown is about to begin. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> We have two new debuts this week, Sean Perry. Do you want to start things off? Absolutely. Coming in at number 10, it is my boy Sean Mendez and his song, Wonder, the DJ Fury Club Mix. Cool. Let's check it out. Yeah. Alrighty. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Link. (laughs) La di da da. Now this this is a link you you sent me. (laughs) Yes, you're supposed to download it before you start. It played before when I was sampling it. Oh, did it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's from Dropbox, but you never know what to what to expect from Dropbox. Let me see if I can refresh it. Why don't you tell us about your podcast? Um, my fabulous podcast, I actually have five of them out on SoundCloud right now. So I have music from House Mixes. Um, I have um, Top 40 Pop Anthem remixes. I have one mix for Folsom that is a little bit dark and dirty. It's definitely bathhouse kind of music. Oh, and, and you used to work at a bathhouse, so you know about that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know, there's nothing better than being in a playing music in a bathhouse. If I, I can tell you all about that. I'm sure. You, I, I want to hear those stories. Maybe you can, you know, <laughs> write a coffee book, t- coffee table book okay, for us. Okay. I could never Welcome DJ at a bathhouse because I would be so tempted just to play things like uh, Olivia Newton-John, Magic, or Xanadu. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> magic. <laughs> Anyways, so I think we're ready to go, honey. <laughs> okay, girl. Let's, Let's see. Yes, Sean Mendez. <laughs> Here we go, Wonder. Debuting at number 10 this week on Pride Top 10.
right, all right, coming in at number 10, Sean Mendez, Wonder. Sean, do you often wonder what it's like to be loved, honey? Uh, no. <laughs> I've given up on that one. <laughs> I understand. I am love. You are love. <laughs> honey. I, I feel like we're talking about love, and we're songs of love. Yes, we have songs of love in our top 10. Hey, shout out, Company B, Susan. I hope you're listening. If you are, call in. Text me, though, on my telephone. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. That was our first of two debuts. Yes, absolutely. And coming in at number nine this week, it is the new Miley Cyrus song, Midnight Sky. Fabulous. Um, so whose remix, who's remix do you have? I'm going to play Luke Hepworth's remix. Uh, I found it on uh, social media, and we'll give it a try. Awesome. Here we go. It is Midnight Sky, number nine. On the volume. <laughs> press play, girl. Press play.
Yes, that's Miley Cyrus' Midnight Sky, the Luke Hepworth remix, our second debut of the week, coming in at a strong number nine, DJ Sean yeah, Curry. It's a great remix. You like it? Very nice. I do, actually. I would play it. Would you? Yeah, I do. I love the vibe. I love that kind of uh, synth bass thing going on. That's pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty prevalent in a lot of uh, today's remixes. So, yep, I'm down with it. Down with it, indeed. Let's see where that goes next week. I think I've seen it on other charts. And uh, if you get any feedback, let us know. But, yeah, glad you like it. Woo! Yeah. Very nice. Very beautiful. (laughs) All right. Where are we at? We are at number eight. Ah. Number eight is down from number four last week. But Uh it happens. Well, it's okay because it's former number one. It is. We were there. Yes, your favorite group of the time. Well, n- actually, I take that back because it's a girl group well, competition. It's not one of my favorite groups, yeah. <laughs> you know, my favorite artist, Texas Madonna, we both came out of the same time. All right, on that note, this is the Jack Chang <laughs> remix. We love Jack. We do. <laughs> Yay, Jack. But don't you worry, Sean, Madonna's on this chart, too.
right, dynamite. Hey, Sean, can you uh, can you envision like a bunch of bears dancing to that song? Yes, it's a, a mass appeal across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, a, a song that I have to admit, it took uh, a little time to get into it, but I, I like it now. Yeah, it's a cute little song. It's, it's, you know, it's her first song actually produced in English. I wonder how All hard the they had to practice. Uh, some of them are, huh? some of them are f have like dual citizenships or something. I think so. I think I saw an interview on ET. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> well, there you go, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the Jack uh, Chang uh, remix of BTS Dynamite. Good job, guys. Let's see what your follow-up is to that. Um, all right. So now this next one you you introduced to me. It is holding yes. holding steady, right? Go ahead. It is coming in at number seven. It is Lady Gaga and fabulous now i i found a new mix i wanted to debut if that's okay oh awesome yeah it's actually the official extended mix so that'll be interesting i just sampled it i didn't really listen to the whole thing well let's check it out uh yeah. you know, it's lady gaga here we go <laughs>
Right, Gaga. I really don't understand half of the lyrics, but the tono is very good. <laughs> you know what's funny about this song? You know what it reminds me of? Do you remember Lady Gaga and Beyonce doing Telephone? Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I, I do remember that song. Just say it. Yeah. I thought the bass line, I couldn't put my finger on it. It's, it reminded me of an 80s tune, and I finally... Finally, came it came to my head. So tell me if you think this sounds anything like uh, Lady Gaga's new one. Here we go. No, it doesn't actually. Oh, there we go. Not really. It's kind of like a, the pumping no. synth bass, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's the same key. I don't know. That one's in the key of E. Uh, Anyways, <laughs> Tweak, Tweak is not on drugs. <laughs> I'm like, girl, what you been drinking? Okay. Lord, lordy, going crazy up in here. Uh, well, let's ca let's continue, shall we, Sean? DJ Sean Perry. Shall we? Yes, please. <laughs> Number six. Okay. It is my girl. Well, our girl, Dua Lipa, Free Madonna, and Missy Elliott, and they be levitating. I tell you, what a trio of delight. Absolutely. I love this song. Actually, I really like this song. Me too. And it's our friends Dirty Disco bringing it to you, ladies and gentlemen. Levitating. Absolutely. Let's get high.
Holding tight at number six, levitating. All right, I thought about throwing a, a number five, holding tight for a third week, Sean. I think we're throwing a new re remix. You wanted to hear mine, so here it is.
answer without you and me. It'd be such a disaster. Love sets you free. Love is here to stay. Don't you push that love away. so much. I appreciate that. Uh, can you do the honors for our next uh, chart entry? Absolutely. It is Kylie Minogue and her magic. Number four. That's a big jump, Sean. It is. I like this.
All right, all right, Kyler Minogue. You believe in magic, Sean? I do. All right, then introduce our top three. We're in the magic area. We are getting to the disco. All right, dropping from number one to number three, the Leo Frappier mix. It's so hot. Check it out.
<laughs> All right, go Leo, go. What a great remix. Uh, that's Trig. Get me to the disco. I'm in quarantine. A uh, former number one. It is. Yay. So, Sean, DJ Sean Perry, we are down to the top two on Pride Top 10 countdown. Oh, my God. I can't take the suspense. Yes. Really? <laughs> it is very suspenseful. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, are you ready for the top two? Uh, Sean, do you want to uh, – I'll do number two and you do number one? Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, like, wait, how should I take that? Sitting yeah. down, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should do number two. I'm more of a number one kind of guy. Yes, those golden showers, girl. All right. <laughs> it's like working at 440. Oh. Yes. All right, we're going to bring it to you up one big notch. It is the remixes of a dual team of Rush, Rush, Rich, and Andy Alder with their fabulous remix of Taylor Swift's Cardigan. Here we go now.
Yeah, the big number two, Sean. Number two, fabulous. I mean, uh, Taylor is really going shading on some of somebody. <laughs> right? It goes down easier when it's a dance song. <laughs> well, here we are. Yeah. Congratulations, Trey. Yes, girl. Get me to the disco two times in a row. Yeah, interesting, uh, Sean, that it went. So last week, Leah was number one, but now Dirty Disco's moved up to the number one place. Absolutely. The Dirty Disco Studio 54 Main Room Mix. So funky. I love it. All right, Trey, you go do your thing. Double dipping on the Pride Top 10 Countdown, number one.
Like freak. What is he saying? Like chic freaking out. No, don't freak out, Sean. <laughs> what? In the song. Trey saying, like chic, don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing with chic? Girl, how many beers have you been on now in the last hour? <laughs> I've only had two. Come on. Oh, my God. Did you eat anything? <laughs> of course. All right. I'm a <laughs> I'm bulking up for winter. <laughs> I love it. Wow, that completes our newest top ten pride countdown. That was a good one. It does. It is. Yes. So I'd like Always to. Always are good. Yeah, and I just I like to thank you for joining me again uh, as my my partner in crime here on the pride top ten. Good job. Now, do you want to uh, let le- let our listening audience uh, know about any upcoming events that you may have? I have no upcoming events. Oh my god! But you do have uh, the, your your uh, mix show. What's the next one? I do. Well, um, I think the next one probably will be in uh, December, and it'll have some Christmas music in it, including you know the world famous Mariah Carey singing "All I Want for Christmas." Oh my god! Christmas too early. Be quiet. What What do you have out now? I, I've heard something is some real good mixes on there. So I have a brand new remix out for October. I just put it out, and it's got Craig on it. It's got the new remix from um, Leo Frappier, the Future House remix. And um, there's some Shania Twain. There is Lady Gaga. There is Kylie. There's the new Miley Cyrus. And where yeah. can uh, folks go to listen to that? Uh, check it out on soundcloud.com slash DJ Sean. Fabulous. And I have just yeah. one announcement. Uh, folks, go if you um, uh, have a new release out that I haven't done one in God in the longest time. Uh, Tweaka Turner EP called Mad World. It's the uh, remix of a, uh, I mean, it's a remake of a um, Tears for Fears classic. Do you know that one? I do. Actually, I have. I have. Oh, I see. That's your... right. You, you have it because you're a professional DJ. Yes, there was a promo push. So hopefully this will chart. It may not. Who cares? I had a great time doing it. My remix team is awesome. I want to do a shout out to all you guys. Uh, so I'll play. Uh, I'll play the um, one mix here for you now. Uh, this is the uh, Sparkle Neely 
remix and then at 8 p.m the video is debuting on social media on facebook so just go if you want to check it out there is a official music video and you just go to facebook uh mad world video premiere 8 p.m all right here in california all right i'll the, be there thank you sean you out. all right thank you thank Talk you bye thanks everyone for joining us see you next wednesday
of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshops, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four ninety-nine. Are the end times upon us? Not yet, my friends. Please, this is an impassioned plea from Pam Benjamin, the director of Mutiny Radio. Let us live past October. You think it's a joke? COVID is decimating all of us, and especially us here at Mutiny Radio. We have money left until October 1st. Don't let anyone sing. 
despite of their size. Please, please go donate to our GoFundMe. Go to mutinyradio.fm and click that GoFundMe button. Or just go to Venmo. Mutiny Radio, all one word. Just Mutiny Radio. Give us five bucks. Help us keep free speech and radical self-expression real and alive here in San Francisco and all over the world. Please donate to our Mutiny Radio. Go fund me and keep us alive in 2020 and beyond. Don't let our world end. I am Italian. And we brought you fascismus with Mussolini. And before that, the Romans. So if you think you live in a fascist country, well, you do. Antitrump.com is the antivirus to the Trump virus. It started in 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better America. No one thought it would be this bad. He was a 70-year-old yammering nimrod. How bad could it possibly be? We are now in a global pandemic without adequate leadership. Individual politics are not important. We need to rally behind curing the Trump virus. Go to antitrump.com. You, poetry reader, this is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay, we also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, tuned every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it, and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie.
Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. It's, uh, <clears throat> let me tell you what it is. It's Bughouse Square. It's Tuesday at 6 o'clock, um, you know, in our, in our fantasy world. Uh, I hope your fantasy world is as uh, nice as mine. Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. This week on Bughouse Square, I got, um, <clears throat> I don't know what I got. I, uh, I picked a bunch of good records. I've got a certain feeling. Uh, it's not visceral, but it, uh, it's certain. And I'm going to bring that forth in the, the music that I'm about to play. And uh, no themes, anything like that. Just hope you're all doing well. This is still, I'm still doing this from the home studio. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe, uh, I don't know, one of these weeks, one of these weeks, I'm going to venture in there. I'm going to get all geared up, man. I got, uh, I got a hazmat suit. Um, 
but it's so there's so much touching in there. Um, but I don't know. I, th I, I, I we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, I'm here. You're here. Um, I don't think we got any contributors. I I've been uh, I'm I'm kind of letting that 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 rest. Um, but we'll see. I'll dig in there and get some maybe maybe some uh, some uh, previous contributors. How's that? All right. All right. Was that a vigilante man? Shotgun in his hand, would he shoot his brother and sister down? I rambled around from town to town. I rambled around from town to town. And they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. But never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That stands for Let's Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. I'm writing it down right now. That's how you, you should. find the that's podcast. The, that's the only way you can find the podcast is through our acronym. We also have a YouTube channel where we sync up the movies. We watch full-length movies with you, and you listen to the, us on the podcast and watch the movie on the YouTube uh, and you could first, uh, you could follow our podcast or you could stream us live or stream us first at Mini Radio every Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, we'd like you to donate some money to Mini Radio. Go to Venmo and donate at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? We are watching Playing for Keeps 1986. Playing for Keeps 1986. Mm-hmm. You must put in 1986 to get the right one. Right. We want the 1986 playing for keeps. We don't want the 2002 playing for keeps. Or right. The, yeah. I'm sorry. So, all right. So go ahead and uh, I'm very excited. Is this a Scottish movie? This is not a Scottish movie. Thank goodness for both of us. And it's the channel we like is Chris Carnahan. All right. Chris Carnahan. And please subscribe to Chris Carnahan. He's got 65 subscribers. Let's help no. him. Out, huh? He's got 66. Oh, no, wait. I got to sign in. Fuck it. He's got 65. All right. <laughs> All right. I've already okay. subscribed and bumped him up one. So nice. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we want you to subscribe to Chris Carnahan. Go ahead and type in playing for keeps. Uh, search for it on your YouTube. 1986. Hit pause immediately. Move the scoots to timer to 000. And uh, thanks to our celebrity comedian countdown, you will let you know when you can play when the countdown has been dispersed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Celebrity Comic Countdown, starring Jeannie No, the comedian extraordinaire. Jeannie No. Woo! Thank you, Carl. Yes, I am Jeannie No, comedian extraordinaire. Um, you're a Facebook live streamer. You're a tarot card reader. You're a mom of three. You think they got things going on? I got a lot going on. I've been doing Zoom open mics also. (laughs) You hear the horn in the background? (laughs) Well, we know this is a a show of action. (laughs) That might be my car right now getting broken into. Getting stolen. But I'm glad to be here helping you out. Thank you. And you helped us out for our Christmas show. You did a lot of readings for movie trailers. And... um, I hope you checked out those trailers. They came out pretty good. 
I did. They were amazing. So much fun. So much fun to play Pinocchio and a host of other uh, whatever people yeah. stuff. <laughs> you were great in Wonder Woman. Someday it will be different, Diana. <laughs> you gotta hear yourself. The world is not ready for a wall that you will do. <laughs> you just woke you up in the trailer and said, we gotta shoot, come on. I did not have time to like really listen to the trailers first to see what I should have sounded like. <laughs> oh well. Okay, so you're our countdown queen, not king today. Countdown queen. So let's count it down for the folks at home. Three, two, one, go. Uh, I'm very excited to watch this movie. It takes place in outer space. A little cloudy in there. Oh, well, there's we're, your... Yeah, we're, oh. you see we're going to Earth here. Oh, good. I like a movie that's grounded. <laughs> Ooh, a Miramax production. Yeah. Yeah. That... I've heard of Miramax. That Universal bought and distributed, directed by whom? Whom? Bob and Harvey Weinstein. So the Weinstein brothers wrote and directed this movie. Yeah, and we're going to see the trade towers almost right away. By the way, here we yes, go. Yes, I know. There we go. World Trade Tower. This is pre nine eleven. Pre COVID. Except it just tipped over. See. <laughs> no, this is the urban blight that they live in. Ooh. This is Pete Townsend serenading us. <laughs> Pete who? Pete Townsend? <laughs> I swear, I every hear. time I hear Pete Townsend solo material, I'm like, he's missing three guys. <laughs> uh, he's been missing two guys, right? <laughs> such a better film. Uh, such a better song if he was. So this was a serious uh, movie. Uh, Miramax was young at the time. Uh, they had been founded in 79. Right, so we're talking about six or seven years later. They're making this film. There's Marissa Tomei, and she is not famous yet. She was okay. uh, Mandy in the Flamingo Kid in '84, and she was in she was in Toxic Avenger as Health Club Girl, uncredited. So, oh, man, so we get Marissa such... Tomei. Yeah, did she have to go fly to New Jersey to shoot Toxic Avenger? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Now this mm -hmm. is uh, takes place in Pennsylvania, a town called Hawley, Hawley, H A W L E Y, Pennsylvania. It's shot all over Pennsylvania, and they do uh, a bunch of sh shooting in Manhattan. Yeah. Well, the intro looks like it's from straight out of the city. Is there like a guy talking about it? My best friend, Silk. Yeah. Yeah. Was it JoJo? And. Uh... <laughs> Right, Jojo and Bang, Bang. Bang. No, it's um, it's Spikes, Silk, and Danny. Oh, and all right. Spikes will be like, whatever we, when we was growing up, it was, it was always, and Danny was the dreamer. And so, so Danny's the star, but Spikes is narrating it. Oh, there right. we go, Twin Towers. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait for their exciting adventures. Written by, by Bob and Hart, yeah, because they, um, this is a bunch of their childhood experiences, believe oh, it or not. directed a movie. So you were, we were talking about this because we know that Harvey Weinstein directed his own movie. He didn't, co this is not the first time he's in a, been in a director's chair. Oh, here we well, go. Two Me times. and Danny, 
Danny and Silk and Bag. We used to hang out at uh, yeah. Cherry's Soda Pop. My best buddies. My best buddies. Yeah. All friends with Jimmy Bayo. It was a good time. <laughs> Jimmy Bayo is in this film. And, you know, he's Scott Bayo's cousin. But the thing yes, is, not, much not more brother. than that. He, he, he is his own actor. Uh, we saw Scott Bayo's premiere. Uh, that was what? That was... um. We could have been anything that we wanted to be. Uh, oh, it was Bugsy Malone. That's right. And that wasn't that was that was Scott Bayo though. That wasn't Jimmy Bayo. Right. I'm just saying that this was around that same like at age 13, which is 1975. Um, you know, he he first appeared on screen, but he was Billy Tate in the comedy series Soap. From right. 77 to 81. I mean, he's his own actor. He really is. Well, you know I know him from Bad News Bears and Breaking Training. It's the second one where he yeah. literally plays a man named Carmen. Carmen Ranzoni. <laughs> <laughs> they use the song Carmen, right? The, the opera to great effect. And they're like, let's make a sequel. But this time we'll name a kid. We'll name the Italian kid Carmen. Right. That's yeah. exactly what happened. That was 77 also. Um Let's see. He, uh, you know, he was on Matlock, Trapper John, MD, Too Close to Comfort, and then he was in a bunch of like Family Feud and pyramid, $20,000 Pyramiders. I don't know. He sort yeah. of went away, but he had a serious career. Um, it's not easy being a child actor, especially one like distinctive looking as uh, Jimmy Bayo. Jimmy, hey, 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 Jimmy. We're actually seeing all the players uh, that we'll meet later in the film as they're going to the high school address. So now Danny's going to get up and basically say, high school was bullshit, and everyone's going to applaud. Yeah, yeah. Woo, tell it like it is. <laughs> da, 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 da. Whoa. I don't know. At least in Parkies Three, one guy was naked. Remember that? Like, <laughs> yeah. During the graduation, that, we just saw Scott Bale for one second there in the crowd. Scott, he was no Jimmy Bale. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, what a mistake! Jimmy would be pissed. I always love when they have high school movies where there's one kid smoking pot in the crowd, as if they, he would be able to get away with that. Absolutely ridiculous, right? Yeah, right. Smoking a J right there in front of <laughs> Okay, now this is a childhood game of the Weinstein brothers, and uh, it's called uh, Christopher Columbus. Yeah. And oh, Columbus. Christopher Columbus was basically a combination of hide and seek and capture the flag together. And you have to graffiti tag the name of it on the wall where you play. <laughs> I think that was probably just for this movie. So. Uh... Now we have pretend tough white people, right? You see how the collar pops are there? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was yeah, a they... statement back in 86. <laughs> yeah. Now, are they supposed to be like, is this nostalgia? Is this the 70s? Or is this supposed to be like present day 86? Um, I guess it's present day 86, I guess. Here. Um, Look at them. They're, so, they're like the sweatless hogs. <laughs> They're off to play the game. It started. And oh, this man. is based on on real, something real. Um, wow. When, 
Harvey Weinstein had um, had a hotel in 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 New York. Here it is, the Century Theater in Buffalo, New York, in 1974. He purchased the facility with his friend named Horace Corky Burger. Yay, Corky oh, Burger! Yay, sticks. And he ran it until it's as a rock and roll venue until its 1978 demolition. So it died. Um, they, wow, they, he had a building. In, well, I guess it's Buffalo, but still, that's pretty impressive that your building gets destroyed. <laughs> that's not what's impressive. What's impressive is he took a crappy, rundown place and turned it into a venue. A uh, rock and roll hotel or rock and roll venue? I think it's just a rock and roll club. It was the Century Theater. Gotcha. Uh, this is a hotel, what we're going to see here in this film, but... I mean, it's based on real life stuff. Like, I'm sure Christopher Columbus wasn't this exotic with people tagging it on the wall. And I'm sure that the, the his Century Theater wasn't as impressive as the hotel, you know, but I mean, it's based on real life. Yeah. Right. Well, now that kids plays Indigenous People Day, uh, a game of Indigenous People. Uh, yeah. We used to play Cowboys and Indians, and today they play Indigenous People versus Oppressors. <laughs> there's a comedian he does this joke uh, he's an open micer I, 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 I'm not stealing it from him but he's I like when we were kids we played kin cowboys and Indians today they play Pakistanis and Indians uh, well only in New Jersey would you hear a joke like that well I guess in England right they have all the Pakistanis yeah. right okay <laughs> but they're not hung up about it there's Marissa Torme. And she wow. is Spike's yeah. girlfriend, and she will play that role throughout this whole film, the supportive girlfriend. Spike's likes to eat, so she brought him ring dings. And now it's like, okay, so it's that something called the jail is over there, and it's like they, I don't know, they've got to break somebody out or something. It's part of Christopher Columbus. And they're going to use diversionary tactics. And Danny will bring this up later in the movie. And they're like, Marissa, give me your underwear. She's like, what? Well, it seems like a, a way to go. <laughs> so now uh, Silk is taunting, oh, your sister gave me a souvenir, your panty. It's diversionary tactics so they can get into the jail. And uh... This game has gone long, far long enough. It's I'm 24 just, hours, this game. Really? Yep. Wow. Oh, look at that. He's using a New York City fire hydrant. Like they have in New York City. You must be way behind me. I am at uh, uh, 10 minutes and 21, 22, 23, 24. Yeah, yeah. I'm a couple seconds behind you. Couple seconds? Yeah, I don't know how. I, I went, I did the countdown with the celebrity comedian countdown. Uh... Maybe because I'm casting to a... a well, I'll tell you what. No, no, it's fine. Just tell me uh, when you get to... Can you pause and then when you, I'll tell you when I get to 40? Okay, so it's 10 minutes 47. Okay, Wait, I'll, tell you when, I'll tell you when I get okay. to 47. 10 minutes 50. 10 minutes 50. All right. Okay, sounds good, audience. All right, so <laughs> I got it. 3, 2, 1, 10, 50. 
Okay. So All now right. we're meeting uh, his little sister, who's very concerned with feeding the poor, so much so that she gave away the, their burgers for tonight's dinner. And he's like, we are the poor. Her name's Kim Hauser, and she was a child actress for a short time. She was on uh, CBS Summer Playhouse, Spencer for Hire. She was in this playing for keeps. And then she went away. She probably yeah. just, uh, you know, had a normal life. Now, look, it's the inciting incident, Mike. He is finding the deed to a hotel. So I don't get this. He inherited a hotel because he opened up a box in the kitchen? Well, the family inherited the hotel because their aunt died. So, but it doesn't make a sense. So they bought a box and put the deed in it and left it in the kitchen? That was the... That's the emergency fund. Since the burgers were gone, he went to see if there was like a couple bucks in the emergency fund to go buy burgers, and he found the deed. And he's going, Ma, what is this? And she's going, Danny, forget it. There's eight Danny, thousand you, dollars crazy. in taxes. So wait, how long has this deed been in the box? Like minutes, like a couple days. You know, he just okay. Because I'm gonna say. If he ran out of burgers and he went to the emergency fund and then discovered they own a hotel. <laughs> no, the aunt just died. She just died. And oh, my condolences. So, so the mom is like, hey, you and your crazy dreams. Nobody's been there in 20 years. Hey. Well, Ma, we can turn this into a hotel. Dreams oh, and the Danny, dreams are going to pay the bills, eh? Your your heads are always in the clouds, Danny. You with your crazy dreams. We don't I remember when you were a kid. You had your crazy dreams. I said it doesn't put food on the table. Come back to reality. Look in the fridge. We've got a plastic six pack ring, and that's it. No no soda. She is. Um, she, her name's Hildy Brooks. She was on. Boston Legal, she was on an episode of ER, she was on an episode of Cold Case Files. Uh, she Her last credit is Nip Tuck in 2010, so she, you know. Yeah, so she was in ER, so she was probably in a hospital bed. She was in Cold Case, so she's probably on an autopsy table. And she was in uh, Nip Tuck, so she, she was on a lot of surgery tables. This is uh, the heavy, the bad guy in our film, and he's a soap opera actor who we should know his face. And basically, the financial pressure guy is like, why didn't you buy that hotel? And he's like, the lady died before I could. Don't worry. Because they're planning on putting like a chemical dump. It's a waste processing facility in the neighborhood of Holly, and nobody in Holly knows him. So and This sounds a lot like the movie My Five Wives with Ronnie Dangerfield. Uh-huh. He uh, buys a uh, ski resort. But he had, because it was like a weird Amish family that owned it. Yes. Yeah. But he he comes with his five wives. <laughs> but there's a developer who wants the ski resort, and he'll do everything to stop Ronnie Dangerfield. Yeah, this sounds exactly like playing uh, for keeps. They ripped yeah. off wives. Who ripped yeah. off whom? Weinstein ripped off Ronnie Dangerfield, or vice versa? I doubt it. I think this is a universal plot. The kid with dreams. Come on, we can do it. He's trying to convince his friends now. They were just in the unemployment office, and they're going to be like speedy messengers and janitors. And he's like, we can dream bigger. And they're like, okay, so he's trying to talk them into it. So he's painting a picture. 
for uh-huh. him as the athletic director getting lots of pussy. Never mind that he totally is in love with Melissa, Marissa Torme. Well, wait, what, film. what's with the happy days special effects? <laughs> yeah, that's it's because we're in a fantasy now. Oh my god, this is uh, yeah, who's directing this shit? Look how 80s those dancers are with the mist and the yeah, well, you, you need a mist when you when you do aerobics, but that workout outfit that's loose on the top, it's so bad. I mean, everything you know about Weinstein, like this is this is their vision. You'll get women, they'll touch your legs. <laughs> I think that's not about Weinstein. I think that's universal through uh, humanity. I think there's been many movies in which a guy gets talked into something because of sex. But look at the piece de resistance. It's Mar- Marissa herself. Oh, she brought lady fingers. And but oh. you're right about Weinstein, one of the first sexual harassment uh, accusations happened for this film he met some uh waitress and he was like you would be great in this film you know come to my hotel and read for it and when she showed up he was in the he was naked in the bathtub and yeah and he was like you should get naked too because you know for this film you're probably going to get naked and this will let me know that you could do it um, her name is um, uh, her name is Roberts, and she was a, she is today a psychology professor at Colorado College, and she researches sexual object objectification objectification, and she traces that interest back to this long ago encounter. She said she was too prudish to get naked, and she apologized to Mister Weinstein, and she left the hotel. But uh, he was uh, a pig even back then. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like, I, I had read about this movie briefly. There was a book, the same guy who wrote Raging Bulls, he wrote a book on Miramax. But by the mm-hmm. time he wrote it, you know, it's definitely dated now because a lot, you know, he never really covered most of the sexual harassment charges. Just that uh, the Weinstein brothers took a lot of control of movies and stuff. Yeah, strong arm tactics. That's what they're accused of, or at least he is accused of. Um, Let's see. Uh, accused of strong arm tactics to market sterilization, uh, to approach to purchasing immensely popular foreign films, only let, let them sit on the shelf unreleased domestically to keep them yeah. out against the competitors. And he prohibited Asian films in particular um, from getting Oscar. Let's see. Wait, what are you talking about? Really? Yeah. Okay. Oscar-worthy films as Zheng Yimou's period action epic hero. Uh, yeah. He, he like Netflix. He prevented it from. I'm not exactly sure what he did about it, but he didn't give it its due, and he Americanized Asian films through redubbing and edits in terms of music and actual spoken words, undermined the artistic integrity of the director's original visions, which was the case with Chinese funny man Stephen Chow's Shaolin Sucker, the most successful Hong Kong film ever made, 2001. That's on Netflix as well, too. I think Kung Fu Hustle's on there, too. So, you know, this guy was, I don't know, a jerk on many levels. He, uh, 
he used his power. He did, you know, he did what he wanted with, I mean, it's, it's his prerogative, right? If you buy a film, you do whatever you want with it. Right. And people just thought they didn't like that. He did nothing with lots of films. There's lots of uh, criticisms against him, but the, the one that sticks in my craw is being such a pig, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, that book would be like, oh, he's called Edward Scissorhands because he would butcher your film. But a lot of those movies that came out at the time were kind of unwatchable. Like, just slow and plotting. Now, so he there's... did bring Pulp Fiction to the screen in Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, you well, know... Don't I mean, all of Tarantino's films, except for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, were all Weinstein Productions, even mm-hmm. after their downfall. Oh, this guy doesn't need a security alarm at all. He's got a dog. (laughs) Okay, so what's happening here is the same thing that's going to happen throughout the film. Usually it's supposed to be the hero gets to his lowest point and there's dissension in the ranks and the people on his team want to quit. And then he learns some new information and uses that to get re-energized that we can do this and talk his, and and he gets everyone on board with him again. But they break that film rule in this movie because all the time throughout every single act, it all falls apart. The, they want to quit. There's dissension in the ranks. And then Danny goes, no, we can do this. And he talks him into it. This is his big plot. They went out to raise $8,000 for the taxes and failed miserably. Okay. But now they're going to be successful selling cookies as Boy Scouts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they just walk into a random building. They're going to raise floor. eight grand walking into a random Manhattan office building with no this is such a permission. 80s, no laptop computers, no desktop uh, sets. Right. You and, see typewriters and papers. Yeah, electric sharpeners. Well, they all have it like uh, in a grid, like old school decimal setup. Now, she's somebody – my Sorry, research was – she – my research was not good because this film, usually what happens is you look up a film, you get Wikipedia and IMDb, but you can go deeper and deeper into these, you know, the kinds of films you pick are covered by um, interviews and movie fan sites that really go into the details. Everyone forgot about this film. Yeah. So two of the women we just saw have been in many, many things on TV and movies, and I just couldn't find them. Couldn't find their names. Well, you recognize them, usually like selling soldiers. Right. It's her right now, the, the um, chubby African-American woman, and then the older woman we saw earlier. She's been on commercials and... So they just sold, what, $1,000 worth of cookies? No, $8,000. They went to all these different offices, and they're doing schemes to sell the cookies. Like these cookies. He, you know, she's like in love with, there's, look, it's all adding up. It's all adding up. Here's two more. We got to get more Converse so we can put them into more shoeboxes. No. Spikes has Marissa Torme, but he's all about sex and food. Yeah, he's already looked at that woman's dress. Yeah, he he did an upskirt. Actually, that's not fair to him. He's just looking at the legs. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, I've gone too far. <laughs> so now he's got enough money. 
and he's on his way. You see, he's he's taking with him his crispy saltine crackers and <laughs> he's packing up to leave and he's saying goodbye to his sister. I would whistle, but I, I can't, the crackers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, all you're gonna do in this scene, you're just gonna go when the girl walks past. Okay, got it, Chief. I'm, <laughs> got I'm it, going to services. I'll be right back. And roll them. Cut! Cut!